Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Brodo Review episode. I, am, of course, am your host, Tim Petropoulos, and I'm here with my brother, Mike. I am, of Mike. course, Mike Petropoulos. You sounded like a, like an automated version of yourself. I was making fun of you for saying, I am, of course. That's am, how you started it. I am, of course. It's a, yo, Timmy, I can't even look at you, man. Yeah, shave my face. <laughs> Timmy? <laughs> I haven't shaved my face in like six years. Has a clean shaven head and face. The yeah. only hair are his eyebrows. Yeah, it's the only hair. He looks right like now. he's like 17 years old. This might be the first time ever that I look older than you. Yeah, do you know that I also looked in the mirror? Like, I, I now look a little more like you. Like than I did before, like before I looked nothing like you. Now I'm like, oh, I actually a little Michael in me, like a little bit. At least it's now recognizable that we're brothers. That makes you so damn sexy compared to that what you once were. So damn sexy. My wife hasn't seen this yet, so I'm <laughs> I'm wondering what her reaction is gonna be to this. I haven't, I legit Shock. haven't haven't cleaned my face like this in a long time. What happened was I was in the shower this morning, and I was trying to um, I was trying to shave it with one of those buzzers, like a Gillette buzzer, mm. and it just went wrong. So I. I showed no mercy. I made a split decision to shave the whole thing off. I, for a second there, I was like, just mustache? But then I'm like, no. How real, do you feel about it now? Quick. I feel like I want my facial hair to grow back ASAP. Like, <laughs> do you I, even know how long it takes for it to grow back at this point? Um, last time was about a week to get to the length that I desired. All right, not bad. I don't have, I don't have fast-growing facial hair, so I might take two. I just can't wait for your students to roast you. Like, yeah, you sure my, you're not a student, Mr. P? Yeah, my students are going to... Because my new students, too, this is their first year in school, and they've never even seen me as non, like, beard beard. Because I've been uh, growing a beard for the first time in my life. I probably have the longest beard of my life. James Harden style. Y'all can see it tomorrow on, on the Instagram, at Brodo Fantasy, is the handle you can get. We're going to do the Waver Wave tomorrow. So, so there you go. You'll get to see my, my clean-shaven face tomorrow on the Waiver Wave. But before we get into the Waiver Wave, we want to get into this episode now. Before we start, just want to give a shout-out to some of our sponsors. Uh, Red Cup News, at Red Cup on Instagram. Uh, Red Cup News on Instagram. Um, They're your number one source for everything college. Not only can you get the the college football stuff and college basketball stuff from them. They do all types of college sports. Also, they do some funny stuff at the pregames and, and things like that. Um, so check them out. Also, our, our sponsor here, Thrive Fantasy. Listen, if you like Daily Fantasy, this is the game for you. It's a brand new way to look at Daily Fantasy with props. You take your time to sign up, right? You download the app or you go on the website, thrivefantasy.com, or you Thrive Fantasy on the App Store, or if you're on Google, the Google Play Store, right? Then as soon as you sign up, you deposit 10 bucks. When you deposit those 10 bucks, you put in the promo code BROTO, that's B-R-O-T-O, and you get $10 free to play with. Bam. I played this. I did it myself. I used my own promo code. Yeah, I did that. I did that. All right. I used my own promo code, and guess what? I still haven't used a single dollar of my own to play, and I play every week. So literally, I just turned that ten damn. into a little more, and now I've been playing for free. So it's been it's been the realest. So sign up for that. Use the promo. Sign code. up for a league uh, for a game tonight. I'm not. Do they? I don't know if they have Monday night slates only. Do they? They do. They do. Maybe I have. I have to get in that. Maybe on the way home, I'll put in a lineup. Um, yeah, so Michael's been, Michael's been really good at this. Michael's been the best of us at this. Um, but yeah, let's get into, let's get into the week ahead, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't start if I didn't say that we are having a little bit of technical difficulties. Um, no drops today. Sorry. 
Sorry, guys. The best part of the show. The only reason you listen. <laughs> the no drops. drops today. Um, one person who did drop the ball was Michael last, this week because I beat him in our home league. Yeah, yeah. I beat him in our home league. Yeah, yeah. Man, I put in the Patreon Discord chat. It's like me and Timmy were in a nail biter, man, and then Tevin Coleman happened. That's right. <laughs> and it was my girlfriend's birthday, too. Yep, and you left. So I left. Like, I was at a dinner with her, and I checked my phone, and Tevin Coleman was like 38 points. <laughs> <laughs> like, I saw the first touchdown, but then I was like, dude, what? Yeah, four touchdowns It went later. from, basically, it was Juju and Boswell versus Coleman and White. Yeah. So it was we going to be a we're, close one. We were tied, basically. and then uh, I mean, Juju could still go for four touchdowns tonight. It's yeah, not over. Against Miami. Yeah, it's not Chris over. Boswell gets me 10. Juju gets me 40. It's, there's a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a if chance. If Big Ben was playing, I'd think maybe, but. God, nah. if you're, if you're, uh, not only did I do that, but Aaron Jones in the night game won me my Yahoo Diamond League. Aaron Jones, man, he's been a stud and a half. I love that guy, man. I he's love our that favorite guy. third round pick. And he's he's showing off like a third round pick, that's for sure, even better. Um, but yeah. Top 10 overall player now. So, After this week's performance. Michael, I appreciate Aaron Jones. Stop changing the subject. All right? I beat your ass. All right? Read <laughs> You're the one who brought up Aaron Jones's <laughs> I prowess. Sent Michael, I sent Michael one of those pictures where you you, you zoom in. Like, it was the picture of the, the score, and then I zoomed in, and then I put a picture of Tevin Coleman's face and a picture of 38. And then he was talking about how he got a good price on dinner. I'm like, yeah, I got a good price on dinner. It was 38.70, and he scored 38.7 points. I was letting Michael have it yesterday. Yeah, I just ignored you. <laughs> you did, <laughs> which, which made me happy because I know that was it. But besides the news of what we were doing in our home league, let's get into the news. And the big news today is that the Arizona Cardinals have acquired a running back, and that running back... <coughs> is Kenyon Drake, formerly of the Miami Dolphins. Now, here's the takeaway from that, for me at least. David Johnson is not healthy. Yep. Chase Edmonds is not healthy. Yep. Um, with that being said, how do we look at this backfield going forward? It's a toss-up right now, you have to think. Because, look, David Johnson, he played one snap two weeks ago. He didn't play this week. There's no really... No word on how healthy or unhealthy he is. And if he gets put on the IR, I wouldn't even be shocked at this point. Chase Edmonds is now out multiple weeks with a hamstring strain from last week, which is disappointing because he was really showing out, too. It looks like they play Thursday in San Francisco. Terrible uh, matchup. I believe it is in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, but terrible matchup for Kenyon Drake. But how is he not going to get at least 15 to 20 touches? Yeah, I mean, you have to think he's just going to step because he's perfect for the Arizona offense, too. He could catch and run. He's like a Swiss Army Knife player, which is why David Johnson and Chase Edmonds are working in that offense. That's what they need. And you think about it, the other guys in that offense are also guys that they've signed last week. Yeah. So it's not like you can you can like sign Zach one guy. Right, like Zach Zenner and Alfred Morris. So it's not like you're going to have guys that are that are like entrenched in that offense. They're all new guys. So exactly. might as well go with the best new guy. And the 49ers, it's it's a really tough matchup because the 49ers defense is, besides the Patriots, have been the best in the league. But McCaffrey just ran for over 100 yards against them on 14 touches. Since the bye, San Francisco, um, their quarter, guess how many points quarterbacks, fantasy, the four games, fantasy quarterbacks have combined against San Francisco? Man, it's got to be a low. 13? 12. Shh. All four combined. What com- combined, not per like game, not combined. The average? Yes, combined. Combined yes. twelve since the bye week. I meant that's per how rid- game. I know bro. that's how ridiculously great. Holy shit! They've been so. Wow. There is some hope that they just decide to try to run the ball repeatedly because that's how difficult it's been to pass against them. My God. 
Hopefully Kenny and Drake catches seven passes, even if it goes for 20 yards if you're in a PPR league. It Anyth- helps a lot. Anything to be said about the fact that it's in division and they're familiar with each other? I mean, are they familiar with each other, That's though? That's true. It's a new Kingsbury offense and the Shanahan offense. They Brand new quarterback. They just run on everyone nonstop and play ridiculous defense. It's quite absurd. Uh, in other running back news, Darius Geis looks like he's on track for week 11. At least that's what his head coach says. Um, Adrian Peterson was a healthy scratch. If you remember when Geis was active in week one, um, what do you see out of Darius Geis? Uh, I picked him up in a couple leagues and put him on my IR like last week. So you might as well, if you have an IR spot or if you have an open roster spot, pick him up, add him, see how it goes. Cause Adrian Peterson, he apparently he's a robot. He played last week despite... Uh, the ankle sprain. Two different types of ankle sprains. Yeah, Wendell Smallwood is whatever. He's Wendell Smallwood. Chris Thompson is Chris Thompson. He's always hurt. So Darius Geis and the the Redskins are awful. So I would not be super shocked if Darius Geis, once it hits playoff time, is getting 15 touches a game, which would be very interesting. Um, Joe Flacco gets injured. Um, he's going to miss. Fishy timing. Yeah. He just kind of bashed them in the, in the press. Yeah, saying they were playing too conservative of an offense. I mean, you, what do you think? He's faking it? No, it's just fishy timing. Hmm. Oh, well, he has a herniated disc. He's definitely going to miss next week. We don't know how much time he's going to miss. Um, interesting, the quarterback situation there, because Drew Locke, who you expected kind of to take over at this point of the year anyway, if he was healthy all year, um, he is not healthy. Brandon Allen will make his first career start. If you could tell me who Brandon Allen is, I'll give you a reward. He's been in the league for three years. He's not taken a single snap. Well, there you go. Um, so Drew Locke is coming back. Uh, this kid Allen was claimed off waivers from the Rams in September. Um, in the preseason, 44 for 69 with 431, for 431 yards Yuck. and three picks. And that's the preseason. And that's the preseason. Look, honestly, with Drew Locke, though, if he's going to come out there and play like Drew, uh, like Dwayne Haskins is playing, he's better off sitting on the bench. Yeah. Because Dwayne Haskins has been absolutely atrocious, and no way that's helping his helping his confidence. Interesting. It, it's interesting. It's interesting. But, yeah, this is a huge blow for everyone. Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman even. Really? You think the running backs get a— Absolutely, because so much of their production was through the air. Now teams are going to be able to just stack the box against them, block those little uh, little drags with the the running back for eight-yard gains. They're going to make Brandon Allen throw it past 10 yards, and he's probably not going to be able to. Same yeah. thing happened with Devlin Hodges. Yeah, and the same thing that happened with Nick, uh, Luke, and Luke Falk. Falk and, uh, yeah. It's a huge downgrade for everyone, in my opinion. Um, Especially Cortland Sutton, because we had high hopes the rest of the season with Sanders gone. Kyle Allen, yeah, for sure. Kyle Allen is one of the people... Uh, who people were like, hey, should he keep his job over Cam Newton? Well, he had a bad game against 49ers, but again, the 49ers make everyone have a bad game. And Cam Newton, it says here, will not be ready for week nine. So it is not likely to be ready. Allen was already named the starter by Ron Rivera. So get another week of Kyle Allen in your systems. Little Kyle Allen in your systems. Three interceptions after not throwing a single interception. It was funny. Uh, Someone tweeted, I forget who, uh, most passes thrown before an interception. And it was the list of, like, the quarterbacks. And Kyle Allen was third because he had, like, 150 attempts without throwing an interception. And Richard Sherman quote-tweeted it, just said LMFAO. <laughs> um, on top of that, Royce Freeman dealing with a shoulder injury as well. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But, yeah, I think that'll really do it for our new segment. 
Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Let's get into our next segment then. Um, man, I, I miss I miss the drops. I know. It's too. like it's like a weird surprise. Oh no, wrong one. It's not yeah. even a surprise yet. This is. I saw that coming from a mile away. Um, Decent. <laughs> <the> Decent. <laughs> we saw that coming segment. Uh, this is obviously the segment where we tell you what we saw coming. We tell you something that we predicted correctly and something that we can think is, will maybe continue to happen or not. So, Michael, what's something you saw coming this week? Uh, someone I was super low on, uh, very much lower compared to expert consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros, Derrick Henry. Ended with 6.8 half PPR fantasy points. 16 for 75, one reception for eight yards. The Buccaneers have been absolutely stout against the run this season, and I knew Henry doesn't have a role in the passing game, so it was going to be tough sledding for him this week. And despite the fact that Tampa Bay, excuse me, that Tennessee put up 27 points and won, Derrick Henry didn't find the end zone, and he doesn't have any involvement in the passing game, so he had a very, very mediocre day. Yeah, that's for sure. I had him in a couple of spots, and... I wasn't expecting good, and it was worse than I was expecting. He also lost a fumble, which takes a, which yeah. minus two. Um, my guy's Tevin Coleman. Now, look, we're not saying that we said he was going to score four touchdowns and go for 100 yards on 13 touches, but a couple episodes back, we told you, or maybe it was last episode, me in particular had him. Oh, <laughs> down goes Mike. Me in particular had him in the stock rising section because of the fact that Kyle Shanahan is one of the masters of the run game in this young uh, in this young renaissance in the NFL. He has mastered the run game. You saw him, the holes open up like the Red Sea last week, and those holes were even open for wide receivers, like on the Debo Samuel sweep. So his ability to make the run work, you saw it in Atlanta. Uh, you saw it with the Redskins when he was with the Redskins, and you're seeing it now. His ability to make the runs work is giving them a giant advantage. And I want the running back that's going to be the main workhorse running back in that system. I particularly want the running back who's going to be the goal line back. Yep. And Tevin Coleman is both of those both of those things. Now, although he didn't start the game, don't get it twisted. He's the starter, and he's the one that's going to see the most touches, and he's going to see those goal line touches. So although you can't... Expect four touchdowns every game. I think Tevin Coleman is a guy who I'm locking in as an RB2 every week from here on out. Yeah, he's been a stud. And in that offense, there's no reason why it shouldn't continue. For sure. Michael, who's your second guy? My second guy, keeping with the uh, Tennessee Titans theme, is Jonu Smith. He was my favorite tight end streamer this week. I had him ranked as a tight end one. Six for seven, 78 yards, uh, and a touchdown. As long as Delaney Walker's out, uh, he could be a very decent option. He's a He's super athletic. He's fast. He's basically Delaney Walker, just a younger version. So as long as Delaney Walker's out, Johnny Smith should continue to be a solid streaming option. One of those spark darlings, a super athletic dude. They've been waiting for this for a little while. They thought it was going to happen last year. Didn't. But you could tell when he's on the field, when you're watching the games, he just looks better than he did last year. Um, I know that's not an analytics and numbers, but <laughs> use your eyes. He looks better. Yep. There was, you know, third round pick. It's not like he doesn't have any capital put into him. Some of these guys that are, that are fantasy experts, you know, sometimes they're, you, you see them on Twitter and most of the time, don't get me wrong. They're talking about the football game. But sometimes guys are like, you know, I did this or they're taking pictures of themselves on a date or something like that. And it's like, dude, are you watching the games? Because at the end of the day, Eyes still matter, people. You could, you can't figure this shit out like it's the Matrix. You can't just look at a bunch of numbers and figure it out. You need to use your eyes too. Um, I, another saw that coming for me is James White. Do you know why? 
Because we mentioned in one of the episodes, again, I think it might have been last week again, that James White is the most consistent player in fantasy. And what do I mean by consistency? He scored within a two-point margin every single week. Absolutely insane. Week one, 10.7. Week two, 10.4. And then he missed with the bereavement. And then I'm going to go down from week four to week eight. 9.8, Literally, in between 9 and 10.7, a two-point margin every single week, you know exactly what you're getting from James White. And he did again. He scored 9.9, right in the bracket where we knew he was going to be. Didn't matter that there was new receivers around. Didn't matter that Rex Burkhead was back. Didn't matter that Josh Gordon was on IR. Didn't None of that mattered. Crazy. James White still did exactly what James White does. Yeah. It's it's pretty nuts. Oh, but also thir- week three he missed because of birth of his child, not a, bere- not a bereavement. Bereavement is like a sad connotation. Usually you hear bereavement list, you're thinking of a death. That's true. You're right. You're it was right. A, it was a ha- very happy moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Definitely the opposite of death. It yeah. <laughs> but yeah, James White is one of the most ridiculously consistent, average players of all time. It's pretty damn nuts. <laughs> it's so crazy. Now, I mean, last year he found the end zone eleven times. Yeah, that's why. That's why he's been so consistent this season because he's putting up the numbers. Basically, the numbers he was putting up last season, yardage-wise, he's just not finding the end zone this time yeah. around. one TD all season. Uh, also, just a non-factor in the rushing game. 52 targets in the passing game, 23 rush attempts. So, yeah. um, definitely not a factor in that situation. All right, uh, let's go on to our next uh, category. Surprise, motherfucker. <clears throat> surprise, motherfucker. Michael, who's your first surprise? My first surprise, surprise is Trey Carson. Again, surprise, surprise, by the way, as you could tell by the name that you just heard, it's something that we did not expect to happen. Yeah. Uh, all those Ty Johnson owners out there who spent a lot of fab, this must have really hurt. Ouchies. Trey Carson got 12 rushes, 34 yards. He started. He was the main runner there. McKissick caught some balls. Ty Johnson mixed in. I'm not completely giving up on Ty Johnson yet. He had seven rushes to Carson's 12. He also had four targets, even though it was only one reception. He also led the team in snaps. But the fact that Trey Carson came in 10 days ago off waivers and led the team in rush attempts is definitely concerning. So Six-round rookies who become starters and are just nice don't grow on trees. <laughs> and I mean nice like New York nice. like Nice. Nice. I mean, this was very disappointing for Ty Johnson owners. I tweeted um, or quote tweeted a SpongeBob thing about it. It got some love on Twitter. Yeah, it's rough. Trey Carson came out of nowhere. He's going to be a... Solid ad. It doesn't look like he has any role in the passing game at all, so it's not like he's going to have this high stock. He's not He's not going to be a very high-valued player, but, I mean, a starting running back, starting running back, so it's going to be very, inter- very interesting to see how Detroit handles this next week. I think a lot of – you guys were really high on Ty Johnson this week. Uh, Jason, I saw I Jason uh, really high on him as well. It was against the Giants. Right. I, I was a little bit stay- standoffish on him. I don't know. Maybe it's because I lost out on bids on him on every single league that I was in. I just valued him a little less than everybody else. Um, my surprise, surprise, Manny Sanders. Dude, this guy is such a pro. He comes in to a completely new situation, a completely new team, a completely new scheme, and he catches a touchdown first in his drive. first game. First and drive. First drive, <laughs> yeah. And he and look, look, he didn't do much and... Uh, he's going to be on the field, and he's going to get worked in more and more and more. But he brings a whole new attitude to that team, to the wide receiver position, and he brings a whole new perspective to that wide receiver room that was, that was full of a bunch of rookies. Second and in targets second only years. to George Kittle. There you go. Already he is that type of role in the offense. Man, we said that this was a downgrade for Manny Sanders. This might be an upgrade for Manny Sanders at the end of the day. Yeah. 
I so, said it was a a slight uptick. Oh, you did. Okay, well, I I thought at least for this week it was a downgrade. Yeah. Like I wasn't starting Manuel Sanders this weekend. Yeah, I had like he, a low end flex option. I mean, he he put up flex. He numbers, put up flex but, numbers. He put up like 10, 10 points, half PPR. So I mean, but that's a good start. That's yeah. James White. That's yeah. White. Um, <laughs> Jermichael, who you got? Jermichael. Um, Jermichael Finley. Who you my got? My second surprise surprise is Russell Gage. Uh, what? Yeah, a lot of people probably have no idea uh-huh. who that is. Atlanta what? Falcons wide receiver. First off, though, I whenever I see the name Gage, I think of Justin Gage, uh, the former Tennessee Titans wide receiver, and how when Darrell Revis had his best season ever, the only receiver who went over like 50 yards was Justin Gage and he like, against him. And Stevie Johnson. Yeah. Justin Stevie Gage Johnson and, and Justin Johnson. Gage were the yeah. ones that owned him. Stevie Johnson, former Buffalo Bills wide receiver. Yeah. I was a big fan of him. But yeah, Russell Gage. Seven for nine and fifty-eight yards. Out targeted Calvin Ridley. This dude just stepped into the Muhammad Sanu role and out targeted Calvin Ridley. Are you kidding? Matt Schaub did throw fifty-two times, which is nuts. Matt Schaub threw for over four hundred yards. Hilarious. Dude, but look, I'm not going to actively pick up Russell Gage, but if you want to stash him at the end of your bench, I won't blame you for it. And if coming out of bye, he out-targets Calvin Ridley again, the the Falcons just need to take a look in the mirror and, and be like, this is why we're 1-7. and seven. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons need to look in the mirror and, and look at a lot of things. By the way... Or 1-6. and six. Were they one and All six these people one and yapping seven? about how good Matt Ryan is, Matt Schaub threw for 460. 460. He also threw 52 times. All right. That's what Matt Ryan does, too. I mean, but Schaub only threw for a touchdown with all those passes. All right, and... and and what? Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan throws, throws for, for three. two. Three. Two. He had a whole year. We didn't throw three touchdowns in the season. I mean, yes, in a game. I remember you said it every single game. Yeah, because he sucks. Fuck Matt Ryan. Piss me off. Um, my second surprise surprise is Miles Sanders. Look. Sanders. If you've been starting Miles Sanders, then you're probably eh to not happy. Right? Yep. Because this is a guy who everyone thought, oh, it's a second round pick. They use high draft capital. They're going to use him. But... As we told you in the beginning of the season, don't draft Miles Sanders at ADP because he was going in the sixth round, and that's a running back by committee, and they gave up a fifth-round pick for Jordan Howard, so and they're paying him. So it's not like he was going to be the main workhorse. We told you to do that. If you were someone who did that, you're probably disappointed. But my surprise is that Miles Sanders has actually been a quality fantasy option really since week three. And you're talking about uh, in since week three, uh, 11.6, 7.2, 8.4, 16.7. Then last week against Dallas, 4.7, where he had his lowest output. But he's been seeing almost, averaging almost 11 touches a game. And then finally, he got his breakout. The best part about this, and the most surprising part about this, was not that it was was that it was not through the air. It was actually on the ground. He had a big rush touchdown where he broke away and hit a top speed of 21 miles per hour, one of the fastest runs in the league this year. Um, and he was still involved in the pass game. Caught all three of his targets for 44 yards. He caught a two-point conversion. Ended up with 21 half PPR points. I think if you're a Miles Sanders owner, you're finally in a situation where you can put him in your flex spot um, or RB3 spot if you're playing with three running backs and have at least a little bit of a confidence that he has a ceiling, I mean a floor that's not going to crush you and a ceiling that, hey, he can put up 21 points in a week. I don't love it. I don't. He had six touches last week. 
I mean, that was I think game script allowed that because then they they started running the ball the t- clock out and they started giving the ball to Jordan Howard a lot because Jordan Howard also have, had a good game. He hasn't reached double digit t- touches in the last three weeks, so it's. But he's had games in the past where he touched the ball sixteen times. One game. Right, but it happens. I'm not buying into it fully yet. We'll see. He gets a he has a bye week coming up. He has New England coming up. It's it's tough to trust. Well, one of the reasons why he's well, he would be a stock rising if I could fit him in. Week 13, 14, 15, 16, Miami, Giants, Washington. And then he ends it off with Dallas. Not bad. At home against Dallas. Not bad. That's, nah, I kind of want that player on my team. All right, uh, Michael, who is your second? So, did you say that already? I, no. I didn't even say my first one. Really? My, yeah. I went two in a row? You Damn. only went one. What are you talking about? And I said Manny Sanders, bro. That wasn't your surprise? That was my surprise. These are my two surprises. Oh, yeah, we're done with the surprises. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was thinking stock See, without rising. the without the freaking drops, man, it's all confusing. Uh, <laughs> I was already on stock rising. Let's go over to our let's go over to our stock rising segment. But before we do, we want to remind you. Um BrotoFantasy.com is your source for everything Broto. You can find our weekly rankings there. You can find our waiver rankings there, which by the way, patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy. If you want to contribute, if you want to support the show, you can also get extra uh, stuff like an extra episode every week that goes over the waiver wire pickups that we recommend. We say this all the time. We're pretty good at drafting. That's that's where we're at. But what really sets us apart from other fantasy experts and what, and other fantasy analysts and other fantasy players is that we know how to work that waiver wire. So definitely, uh, definitely check that out. Patreon.com. And just so you know, it's coming. Those of you who have been asking for it, we finally have a half a year's worth of data. The data is being input as we speak. And as of next week, we should have true throw and true target values. Yeah, That's right. The proprietary stat that you get only right here on Brodo that finally gives a number to every single attempt that a player gets. So be on the lookout for that. That is one of the biggest start-sit tool uh, weapons that we have. So let's get into our stock rising segment now that we've gone over that. Stock rising. This just came across my desk, John. It's the... It's the Yo, investment was, of the century, man. I was, that was great. I sounded a lot like Leonardo DiCaprio. You sounded right nothing like Leonardo DiCaprio. You're going to have to re-listen to that. That was you great. You are going to have to re-listen to that. You literally just sounded like yourself saying it. You're bugging. <laughs> um, Michael, <laughs> who is your first stock rising? My first stock rising, similar, similar to how Jason Simmerter. used Christian Kirk last week, coming off a game where he didn't play. Mine is Chris Herndon. Ryan Griffin just went four for four for 66 yards and two touchdowns. It's really clear that Sam Darnold likes throwing to his tight ends. If Ryan Griffin is going to have a fantasy viable game. Now, Ryan Griffin has been fantasy viable two of the last three weeks now, three touchdowns in that span. Think about what could happen when the superior athlete and player, Chris Herndon, is available to catch those passes. Robbie Anderson might be out the door with the trade deadline looming tomorrow. There's been a lot of speculation about that. This could be a big time. Uh, boost to the offense and a, a nice a nice pickup for uh, owners who grabbed Chris Herndon when he was still available. If he is still available, go get him. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I could not have said that better. Chris Herndon has been on the radar as a guy you should pick up. The only problem is we thought we could play him in week six, but what happens when you don't play for a long time? Your hamstrings and your quads. Those are the things that sneak up and get you in the ass, literally. Because it's right in your ass. My stock rising, DK Metcalf, man. DK Metcalf. Donkey Kong Metcalf? Donkey Kong Metcalf, indeed. He had a incredible game. And this is the second game now where you see 
Will Disley's end zone targets being redistributed? And it seems as though DK Metcalf is a good bet to continue getting those red zone targets. And when you have a guy throwing to you like Russell Wilson, who is the most efficient red zone passer that may we may have even ever had in this entire league, then it's hard to guess against DK Metcalf being a weekly wide receiver three flex option at this point. Yeah, even the fact that he only had three receptions for 13 yards, the fact that two of them were touchdowns and those they were in the red zone, he's going to get downfield looks as well as the season progresses. So I agree with you. Now that uh, Will Disley is out, it could be nice a nice rest of the season for uh, DK Metcalf. Michael, who's next for you? Next for me is a quarterback. I never really go into the quarterback realm when it comes to stock. You don't. Up. You don't. But this guy just continues to be ridiculously consistent. It's Gardner Minshew. Hmm. Just put up nearly 24 half PPR fantasy points against the Jets. 280 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, eight rush attempts for 28 yards. He gets uh, he gets those rushing yards too each week, which boosts his floor a little bit. Uh, three of the last four weeks have been 20 or more, 21 or more points. He gets Houston this week in another great matchup. Then he gets the bye. But the main thing I'm looking at here for Gardner Minshew is guys who have locked down their playoff spot or are close to it because he gets Oakland at Atlanta weeks 15 and 16. If you're one of those guys who streams quarterbacks, uh, you could stream quarterback and still be a very good fantasy player um, and have a very good fantasy team. If that's you, uh, Gardner Minshew is someone to stash and even use in the good matchups. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to. I, I, it's going to be a really interesting battle when Nick Foles gets back for who's going to start in that. In that, I'm just for Jacksonville. I'm expecting Minshew to keep the job. Let's say Jacksonville when Foles comes back is like seven and six. How do you take on Minshew? Yeah, he's probably got a short lease. What are they point. now? Like four and four or something? They're like four that, and right? four. Yeah, they're four and four. So let's say they're six and seven. You got to keep Minshew too. Yeah, you owe it, and because Nick Foles on a short term deal. And he's not. He's not getting paid that much compared and to the rest of these. You got to take advantage of the. Yeah, you got to take advantage of the rookie QB contracts. This is a sixth round rookie QB. Poor Nick Foles. Like bro. you, people take it. Teams take advantage of the number one overall pick rookie contracts. This is a sixth round rookie QB contract on a team. Think that, about how much money they could spend elsewhere on a team that not not for nothing is not that far away from competing. Yeah, and. And also, if you're being real, never really prioritize a quarterback position. Yeah. And they got burned on a third overall pick in Blake Bortles. So, we'll see. Um, my stock rising, another guy with high draft pedigree, David Montgomery. If you're a David Montgomery About owner, damn time. that's exactly what you're saying. You're like, oh, my God. Oh my yes, I can't gosh. believe it. He's, he's, he's made my day 27 rushing attempts for 135 yards and a TD, five targets and four reception for only 12 yards because that's the way the Bears do, apparently. Um, but you got to love this volume for David Montgomery. And not only do you got to love the volume, he did well with it. 135 yards and a touchdown on 27 carries is exactly what you want your starting running back to do. So David Montgomery finally gets the touches. The Bears lose in heartbreaking fashion. But at the same time, he gets the touches, and the Bears' offense looks a little better, even though they couldn't convert in the red zone. Marched down into the red zone five different times. So if you're Matt Nagy and you're putting two and two together, uh, last year, last week he said, I know I got to run more. I'm not an idiot. He had another little outburst at the media. He's losing his shit. Like, he went – do you remember? Like, he was the coach of the year last year. Yeah. 
Like, and now he's just completely losing his shit. He forgot how to use his quarterback. He forgot how to use his it's running backs. It's been weird, to say the least. It's been a weird season in 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 Chicago. Yeah. That's for damn sure, especially on the offensive side. But with that being said, um, yeah, David Montgomery is definitely someone whose stock is rising right now. Yeah, can't complain with that choice. Just let's see how it goes next week. You got to think that they're going to continue to feed him if if they were able to do that. Yeah. They were able to get something going on offense. The way the offense was going the first seven weeks was just as bad as it was good for the running game yesterday. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, my last stock rising, Josh Reynolds of the Los Angeles Rams. Brandon Cooks, another concussion. I feel bad for Brandon Cooks. He uh, He's one of those guys who also just keeps getting concussed, which All is not good. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he's out for a few weeks at this point with how many concussions he's he's had in his uh in his year in his life his in his career as a football player so Josh Reynolds stepped up into the role of course as he always does he's the main fourth options there step up whenever Cook Cups or Woods goes down eight targets three receptions 73 yards and a touchdown uh the Rams receivers have been other than Cooks uh, excuse me other than Cup they've been a little underwhelming this season but he did have eight targets, and if he's on your waiver wire for free, as I'm sure he is in 99% of leagues, you could do worse than adding the now starting receiver on the Rams offense. And you think, and it makes it makes sense that Brandon Cooks out for a while now. Yeah, like you said, he's had a history with these, yeah. and you remember he got a bad one in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So let's see, man, poor guy, dude, because his talent. He's think about this. We're on the trade deadline. Think about how much you have to get for a number one pick. This guy's been traded for a number one pick twice. Twice. One time the Patriots traded a one for him. That's how good he is. So if you think about it, Brandon Cooks, you know, his career has been cut short by this kind of shit, and it's it's, it's unfortunate to see. It is. One guy who also is coming off of an injury, Jamal Williams is another one whose stock is rising. Listen. Stock. Stock. Whose stock is rising. I've been spending too much time in Boston. (laughs) So... We talked about Tevin Coleman's big game. Did we talk about Aaron Jones' big game? Slightly. Not, not yet. Aaron Jones had a monster. We did a little game. bit when you uh, you were talking about literally when we were talking about Tevin Coleman, right? Because you were talking about beating me. <laughs> oh right, that's right. Oh yeah, did I did I beat you? Did, did that happen? Oh well, that happened. Oh okay okay just 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 a reminder. Um, Aaron Jones put up thirteen. No one run- is more annoying than Tim when it comes to fantasy <laughs> football. Just putting that out there. This is the guy who put up thirteen carries. And two, tu- two 13 carries, two touchdowns, and had eight targets. Now, Aaron Jones also put up 38.7 fantasy points, right? So you're like, oh, yeah, Jones is the locked and loaded guy. Uh, there's no room for anyone else. Oh, on the contraire, Jamal Williams, despite him doing all of that, still had room to get himself 10 touches. On those 10 touches, he scored two touchdowns, including a Ball that Aaron Rodgers threw that had no business. That was absolutely nuts. No business finding a receiver. It found Jamal Williams in the corner of the end zone. Two touchdowns for him. Something touchdowns have been something that he's been getting this season and in his career. We see we've seen him score touchdowns. He has four receiving touchdowns already this week, uh, this year, and a rushing touchdown. So and he's missed a couple games. So he's averaging about a touchdown a week. If you are in a situation and you're really running back hurting. Because there's a lot of guys running back hurting out there. And you have a chance for Jamal Williams. Now, you probably don't have... He's still only 62% old. So, there are leagues out there where he's not owned. Right? 
he becomes a viable kind of RB3 flex option even when Aaron Jones goes for 38 fantasy points. He's been like that the whole season. It's uh, interesting. And interestingly enough, him and Aaron Jones were on the field at the same time pretty often yesterday. But one thing about Jamal Williams, uh, Aaron Jones did miss a drive with an injury that he was getting checked out. Aaron Jones also had a TD called back, and then Jamal Williams vultured the touchdown. So it could have been a lesser game for Jamal Williams, but this this offense has been sustaining two viable running backs basically the last five weeks right. since Jamal, or three, four weeks since Jamal Williams returns from his injury. They've both, Aaron Jones has been an RB1, and Jamal Williams has been an RB2 flex play. Even one week, uh, Jamal Williams went off the only week that Aaron Jones had a down week. So, yeah, Jamal Williams is an interesting start, even with Aaron Jones there. In, in half-point PPR so far this year, he had a dud in, the, in week one, but that's because he hardly touched the ball at all. Five rushing attempts, two targets, right? But then after that, when he started getting in the mix, 11.6, 9.6, and then dudded in Philly. Then he missed the game. He did it in Philly because he left the game early with an injury. Yeah. Then missed the next game. Then 21.6, 11.1, 17.1. Yeah. That's RB2, sometimes RB1 output, definitely flex-worthy. So until he proves that it's more that, that is more than just a mistake that he just fell into the end zone twice, I think there's too much there's too much proof there that he can be what he is to just say that he is not that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, he's on my stock rising list. Michael, who's your last guy? I already went through my three guys. Tim. Okay. See, we I, need I, the drops. We need the drops. <laughs> All right. Stock falling segment is our last segment that we're going to end off on today. It's the stock falling, obviously, on players that we think are not looking so hot there. Kind of like the stock market in 2011. Uh, kind of everything just went down. And that's what's going down with these guys. Michael, why don't you start us off? My first one is Kenny Stills. Um the hopes that he was going to be Will Fuller, a little bit of a hit. He took a little bit of a hit for sure last week. Weird um, wide receiver situation all around in Houston last Kiki week. QT did not play a single snap. It was weird. Yeah, DeAndre Carter played most of the snaps. But Kenny Stills, only five targets, three for 22. Since Will Fuller went down, DeAndre Hopkins has seen 34% of the target share there. Darren Fells caught two touchdowns and had more targets than Kenny Stills. So we saw even Will Fuller, man, he had that one ginormous game where he put up like 50 fantasy points. But besides that, he had single digits in every single other game. So right now, the Houston Texans wide receiver two position, although it seems super, super appetizing, has produced one game inside the top 50 wide receivers of eight weeks. So it's something to think about. Uh, yeah, something. Another thing to think about is this: um, when you're going to sleep at night and you're thinking about, do I really care about the Redskins at all in their quarterback situation? Um, the answer yeah. is yes. If you're a Terry McLaurin owner, I know. Oh goodness gracious, Terry McLaurin. He's in my stock down because it looks like Dwayne Haskins might take over, and this is and this is only if Dwayne Haskins takes over. My Shakespearean tragedy tweet. Yeah, Michael, you were on fire. One with of our this most week. popular tweets. Yes. Ever. Like-wise. <laughs> yeah, so that you said, what what'd you say? Like, what, what was said, your poem? I uh, said, uh, Shakespearean tragedy. There was a man, there was a young man named Terry McLaurin who was on his way to a great day. Then Dwayne Haskins came in. The end. Yep, and that was it. Uh, four of six targets for 39 yards. Man, you'd think that they had some kind of connection at Ohio State, so that would make him want to throw to him more. But one and one 
Sorry, one um, bleh, 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 target. target. There you go. That's the and word I'm looking intercepted. for. Intercepted, and it was intercepted. Um, Dwayne Haskins, look, if he's under center, I don't know how you can trust Terry McLaurin uh, in your lineup. And this is a guy that I thought could be a guy that breaks lineups and becomes a wide receiver two flex option weekly with Case Keenum back. Now, um, there's so many problems there. They got a 33 year old guy with bad ankles running the ball. And they have no offensive line. They're thinking about trading Trent Williams, their left tackle. They have no defense. Their defense well, is Trent literally Williams hasn't the worst. even played a single snap. Right, all he's season. holding out. So, I mean, their defense is literally the worst. They they're starting Donald Penn, who got released from the Raiders. It's just like this is a bad team, and they're putting the blame on on Case Keenum for whatever reason. And ugh, this this is rough. this is a rough situation for Terry McLaurin. I don't know how you can start him with Dwayne Haskins on the center. Yeah, let's all hope for the sake of football humanity that it's Case Keenum out there next week. I mean, for fantasy humanity at least. Michael, who's your first stock falling? This one's simple. Uh, we already discussed it. Um, all the Broncos with Joe Flacco going down. The fact that Joe Flacco going down is this big of a decrease is pretty funny, but that's how much of a wild card this Brandon Allen guy is. Like we, like you said, he's thrown three interceptions. In the preseason this season, no touchdowns. Average less than ten yards per completion, no touchdowns. So it's a mess for everyone involved in Denver. Michael, once I'm out, they suck me back in. That ADP just looks so damn sexy. Not their ADP. Their 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 draft <laughs> stock looks so damn sexy. What are we getting at here? Corey Davis is my next stock falling. <laughs> no. He has a new quarterback. Who's yeah. better at throwing the ball? Oh, he's the number one receiver. Oh, seven targets for 80 yards and a touchdown. Oh, it's finally time for Corey Davis to break out. Oh, the talent is finally going to be realized. Oh, no. 1.9 last week. 1.9. Two catches on six targets for... Ready for this? Nine yards. Against Tampa Bay. I got more than nine yards, and I'm not even in the NFL. You didn't. I didn't, but I did in my dreams. We didn't even play Sunday because of the weather. Oh, yeah, don't get me so started So you didn't get that. more than nine yards. I didn't, but I have more than nine yards on the season, all right? Fair enough. So does Corey Davis. <laughs> Fuck Corey Davis. <laughs> so yep. Look, I can't believe that I got caught in the trap of Corey Davis after being on the Corey Davis bandwagon and the Twins having a field day that they were right and I was wrong, all right? And then what happens? I'm, I'm on it. Michael even got on it. He started Corey Davis against me in our home league. I had him out of my lineup once Matt Schaub was announced. I swapped him with Calvin Ridley. That ended up being a mistake. <sighs> and he burned us Yep. yet again. Corey Davis, you will burn me forever. And I know that the burn goes both ways because I know as soon as he hits my bench, Burn, 21 baby, points. Burn, burn, 21 points. Baby, burn. For sure. 21 points for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know what the offense looks like of Ryan Tannehill. Again. I'm going to have to start him again next week because I own so many players on by. So I'm hoping for the best. Next week is the Bipocalypse, if I'm not mistaken. There are a lot of teams Six on by this week. Something of that sort. Yeah. Including the, the Falcons, which are a big fantasy. The Bipocalypse is coming. Oh, 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 oh. Michael, who's your next stock down? My last stock falling. Shady McCoy. Hey, 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 hey. What? Listen here, guy. Shady McCoy, as much as you want to say, oh, yeah, I drafted Shady McCoy late. Look at me. I'm a genius. <laughs> Ever since his week three and week four, his last two 
solid fantasy days. He's been absolutely atrocious. I want to say atrocious. He's been atrocious. He's been bad. Yeah. No, not he hasn't reached nine fantasy points in that time. He was the main back again last uh excuse me, last night, yeah. Nine rushes, forty yards, four receptions, twenty three yards, and then that brutal, brutal, brutal lost fumble. And Andy Reid has shown if you fumble, you're gone. Yeah. And next drive, who was the back for the entire drive? Damian Williams. And who actually looked Decent and more like last year, Damian Williams. This year, Damian Williams. Seven rushes for 30 yards, and he got the touchdown to end to cap that drive. Things are looking down for Shady McCoy, and things are looking up for Damian Williams again in, in my eyes. Let me stop you right there, because my stock down is Damian Williams. And I'm going to tell you why Damian Williams' stock down. Sense? It makes sense because he did not see a single snap until Shady McCoy fumbled that ball. And then he had a good drive and scored a touchdown. But he saw nothing. Daryl Williams got burned over him. Daryl Williams was in, in the game when they needed a third down running back. Shady McCoy was the every down back. But a stock down for Damon Williams is saying, we are we are already saying he wasn't startable. So what is he now? It's not like he's less startable. He's more startable this coming week than he was this week now. No, because, all right, happened. fine. And the stock is down because I want to remind you not to start him because it's a trap. I'm not saying to start him. It's a trap. It's a good sign for Damian Williams owners. And it's not. It's bad for LaShawn McCoy it's owners. It's not. It's, it's a they, good sign for Damian Williams owner if you think that Shady McCoy is going to fumble every game. That He basically does. It, it's kind of crazy. He's never had fumble issues in his in his career. Like It hasn't <laughs> been a thing for him. But it is. But it just, uh, it just seems as though Andy Reid is going to stick with him. And that Andy Reid, that's his guy. I don't know. He scrubbed it up. That was a big-time fumble yesterday, man. And that's a big reason as to why they lost. It was. It was a bad fumble. So, But, we'll I mean, I think Andy Reid is more likely to get a 31-year-old former superstar um, still a still running at, at a five yards yards of carry a clip still in this situation. I think he's more likely to give is that he? guy more coaching to not fumble. More chances to not fumble than he More has to go to. More coaching to not yeah. fumble. This dude's like 32 now. Yeah, okay, 31. All right, don't don't give years, all right? As a person who's turning 31, you better not call me 32. You until look the, like you're turning 13. <laughs> you better not call me 32 until I'm fucking 33, all right? Just, just throwing that out there. 13 going on 30 was made for you, wasn't it? I'm going to tell you this right now. Shut your face, all right? I'm going to tell you this right now. Shady McCoy just started running back there, and if you think that this is, this is you would rather, right now, if you were, if you were had, a, had a team, and there was two guys in the waiver wire, and you had to pick up one of them. Are you picking up Williams or McCoy? I'm picking up Shady. All right, right now. then. Then what are you talking about? But I would not be shocked if the answer next week is Damian Williams. No, nah, the answer is the not going to be Damian is, Williams. The fact is I'm not starting either of them this coming Michael, week. Michael, LaShawn bet, McCoy went from bet, bet what? Bet Shady McCoy finishes with more touches than Damian Williams. More fantasy points. More touches. More fantasy points. Fine. Both. One each? Yeah. All right. There you go. Write that down on your I little... I think that's our first Monday bet, not Wednesday bet. Interesting. Well, Jason you can't get in on this write one. Write that fucking shit down, all right? I'm doing it. I'm doing it right I want now. Some, I want, when we go over our bets, the, the end of the year show, I want the points. Great segue for my reminder that I absolutely dominated the bets last season. You did, you I did. think I won like 98% <laughs> of my bets. I'm not going to lie. Michael dominated those bets. <laughs> but I was second, so I'm happy with that. Um, 
just a reminder, if you're thinking, what are these guys talking about? I'm new to the show. We're a year-round podcast. And although we get into the nitty-gritty and the starts and sits and the and the stats and, and stuff like that during this uh, during this time of year, we have more fun during the offseason. But we also give you our nitty-gritty advice during the offseason. A lot of these fantasy people out here are having conversations about nothing. But we're over here giving you the real. Last year, we had a lineup of the biggest names in the industry come on and tell you a little bit about their sleepers guys like aaron jones was a big one on a lot of people's lists um so you would have had a chance to uh avoid joe mixon was one that we were preaching throughout the offseason so just things like that off the top of my head i don't like i keep counting these things or anything yeah we uh me you and jason how many fantasy teams combined do we have i want to say like 25 not a single Joe Mixon share. No, so that's how he felt about Joe Mixon. Right. So you would have had situate. You would have known that going into your draft. So make sure to stay with us. Make sure to join that Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/BrotoFantasy to play in fantasy leagues with us. Um, we'll be running mock drafts throughout the off season. You'll have a chance to join those mock drafts with us and things like that. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna have some some good content coming out. So make sure you stay with the show. BrotoFantasy.com again. And also, for those of you who don't know who true what true throw value and true target value are, we finally quantified how much a target is worth, whether it's complete or incomplete, from a quarterback and to a receiver. Running back, tight end, wide receiver. So let's say you're looking for a sleeper this week, right? And you wanted to know who is a guy to play. You could see their true throw value, and you could see the matchup and say, hey, we're playing a team that's 23rd in DVOA, and this is the slot receiver. And when this slot receiver, he ranks 14th in true throw value. So if he gets more than five targets, then I know that I'm in for a great day. And bam, that happened. Last year, Jason gave guys like Tyler Lockett, Robbie Anderson at the end of the year, um, Kiki QT, guys that were off the radar completely and then would have great games. This stat that Jason made up was the reason why, and we are going to be giving you that stat this upcoming week as we put in half a year's worth of data and we continue to update that data as the year goes on. the Where where to find that is brotofantasy.com. So yeah, you- we are not uh, tech savvy, to say the least. Like, we could do things. We don't... We're, we're not like... Uh, what is it called? When coders. You, we're not coders. Right. So we don't know how to create this algorithm that automatically inputs data for us, so we have to do it all by hand. Yeah. So stick with us. What's your mind? There's internships available also at BrotoFantasy.com. Nah, but seriously, uh, go check out uh, BrotoFantasy.com and make all our hard work worth it, please. Thank you. Uh, Michael, where can they find you? Mike on the score Patrap. You can find me at Tim Patrap on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, frisky. real frisky. A reminder to, to follow at Red Cup News on Instagram and also Thrive Fantasy and the Thrive Fantasy app. Put in $10 on your first deposit with the promo code BROTO, that's B-R-O-T-O, and get $10 free on your first deposit of $10 or more. For Jason at Jason Patrop and Michael, I'm Tim. We'll see you for the preview episode this Wednesday where we drop two episodes that go over every single viable fantasy player this week. And if you're a patron, you'll see us tomorrow for the waiver episode. Facts, facts, facts. Remember, don't just check the don't just check the list because it could be misleading. Because yes. they only give us a certain amount of people to pick from. Come check it out. Patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy. That's right. Later. Peace.